0: Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Infuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. The show's namesake like BJ Shea is on assignment, but running the boards is Joey Dees. Hi. On today's show, I will talk with Gareth von Kallenbach about Disney+, and we will review Raya and the Last Dragon. Plus, something going on with the monsters and Rob Zombie. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And we will get to our spectacular for WandaVision. It absolutely deserves it, so we're going to be doing that. But that also means, sorry, Vicky, no geek sheet, because we're going to get super geeky with WandaVision. Let's do it. But how can people get a hold of us?
1: Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. .com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and More. 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 Or just, you know, search for Shays Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com and iTunes to find us.
0: Exactly. And before we get to WandaVision, we need to get with Gareth von Kallenbach. Gareth von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed and Review, That is sknr.net and the first thing I have to mention, Gareth, is I managed to uh, get on Disney Plus and use their premium access to watch Raya and the Last Dragon and the wife and I really really did enjoy it and I know that you've seen it as well. What are your thoughts on the movie.
2: I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh really interesting in the fact that this was a big cinematic release and people say well they you know they did that with Milan and that sort of thing. This to me was kind of like a test. I looked at it and said this will be a, a in many ways an indicator for them with Black Widow in terms of are people ready to go back to the cinemas because I looked at it and said This is the type of film that I think could start to entice people back to the cinemas under the, you know, new guidelines and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And yet that wasn't the case. And that was what really surprised me. Um, So I had to do a little research on it. And what I found out was rather interesting, but possibly disturbing. What do you mean? What do you mean? Okay. So Tom and Jerry comes out. Mm hmm. Absolutely lambasted by critics, (laughs) simultaneous release on HBO Max. Mm -hmm. It did about $15 million. Everybody said, oh, this is pretty, you know, mm, okay, great. That was the highest opening of the pandemic. And so we're on our way. We're ready for Godzilla versus Kong and blah, 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 blah. Raya did half of that. Yeah. And what it turned out was that apparently, unlike HBO Max, which according to some reports, cut some kind of deal with various exhibitors. Disney didn't. And apparently, um, like Harkins here in Arizona throughout parts of the Southwest, uh, Cinemark, Cineworld up in Canada, and possibly others said, we're not going to carry this movie.
0: Wow, so that's kind of why, at least in the box office. Now that the because I know that Raya pulled in like eight point something million, and yeah, like you said, less than half of uh, what the Tom and Jerry did. But uh, th- does that that doesn't count the the money that Disney Plus made through the through the premium access? Does it? Not at all. And okay, that's the trick okay, because. Yeah.
2: That is apparently the whole source of this. Theaters are not happy. They are not seeing a cut of that money. And their take is, you know, it's a case of having your cake and eating it too. You're negotiating a big chunk of what the box office is that's going to you, while at the same time, you're directly taking 100% of the cut from a, from a direct competition. Mm-hmm. And we've had discussions about this and how this is going to work out. We've talked about how Universal had to cut deals with various chains and others did suit, uh, follow. And now this is really getting to a head because, knock on wood, things are starting to get better. There is speculation. We're going to see what happens with Godzilla versus Kong, what's going to happen with Mortal Kombat. But there is speculation as all eyes turn toward the summer And the next one up is Black Widow, and Disney apparently at their shareholder meeting again said, we're still aiming ahead for May and a theatrical release for Black Widow. What happens if they choose the paywall route? How many theaters are going to step up when perhaps attendance is going to be more uh, generous and say, we're not going to show this thing as long as they show it on Disney Plus? And is Disney going to pull the say, go ahead? we're still making our money you need this more than we need you and that seems to be the whole debate right
0: now and getting into i mean this is like uber movie geekness but i mean we're geek nation so let's throw it out there i've been thinking because we've talked about coming to america the sequel that is only on amazon prime and amazon made uh, uh made a huge amount of or they they didn't make a lot of money on this because obviously it just came with a prime account but they spent a lot of money uh getting this and acquiring the rights and And with them and Disney, I can almost see, and I mean, this is putting on your tinfoil hat, but I mean, big business, you never know. I have a feeling that when Amazon and Disney are doing these things, it's like, very specifically integrated with them wanting to kind of like be like no you want to stay home maybe you don't really want to go to the movie theaters because at that point then they can just keep you at home with all the content that they have Amazon doesn't really necessarily care who has even the movies because Amazon has their own servers that are probably still doing that so they're making money no matter what and it pushes out the movie theater experience because you're like hey look at this you can just to spend uh you know for Raya you can spend 30 bucks and have it for as long as you want and i feel that it's another one of those kind of like tightening the chokehold on movie theaters and i can understand why they wouldn't be uh wanting uh, to uh you know <laughs> carry these movies when it comes down to it
2: You know, and it's—I think it's a multi-pronged attack in some ways. If you look at it, and I guess "attack" may be too abrupt a word. But after all this came down, Disney had their shareholder meeting, and a lot of interesting things happened. For example, the Taste of Disney experience is uh, starting this weekend at Disneyland, and this is a very uh, California Adventure limited Mm -hmm. thing. They sold out those tickets in just a matter of hours i mean if you weren't in the queue immediately it was a five-hour wait to get uh, to get in there and buy the tickets they even added extra weeks they're gone every single one of them is gone and that shows you the demand is still there then came out hey guess what we could process we're going to be able yes reduced capacity and all of that you're going to see the California parks open again in April. Apparently Disney's already getting ready to recall and train 10,000 of their staff that were laid off. They're coming back end of April. So if you think about it, now you have people pouring into downtown Disney, which are already there. You're going to have the two parks filled with people and there's going to be all the merchandise and the, um, you know, the characters, even if it's spaced, even if it's under the new guidelines, you have, they, they're not opening Avengers Academy yet, but you cannot tell me if they open that park in April. Everybody has told me it's done and it's ready to go. <sighs> Are you telling me that they're going to put Black Widow in the theaters in May and not use somewhere around that timeline to roll out the Avengers Academy or at the very least have some kind of hype or preview for it? And it all blends in. And see, what is so funny about this is at the around all those Disney comes out and says, Oh yeah, we've got a hundred million subscribers to Disney plus they're going to raise the rate. Nobody batted an eye over it. It's only a buck because Mm -hmm. they immediately follow that saying our commitment to you is we will put at least 100 new pieces of product, not stuff from the archive out freshly created content per year on this service.
0: Damn. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I just, like, I threw out that tinfoil hat, man, and every time any news story that comes out and you're just kind of confirming what I feel is happening, I mean, it kind of reminds me, I mean, it's another Disney thing, but WALL-E with all the people just sitting around in their little hover things, just having all of their... Uh, You know, information and all their entertainment right at their fingertips. Something same along the same lines as like a Ready Player One. Man, get me into that Oasis and uh, just fill it with all Disney stuff.
2: (laughs) Oh, exactly. And you know, and the timing is so interesting because you know things are getting better, but people are saying be careful about rushing too soon. Mm -hmm. Maybe we need another two to three months just to be sure be careful, but the weather is getting better and these things are starting to open and you're seeing people say, you know, I've had my shots. I can wear my mask. Why not? Why not take a shot at a reduced capacity thing? I think it's okay to go sit in a movie. You know, if I don't want to go during the day, maybe I'll go at night or I'll pick a time where there's less people in the theater. And this is kind of what the, the studios are looking at. People, they think, when they feel safe are going to come flooding back and then, you know, not to get too political, you've got the stimulus money coming. You've got this. They're saying weather's getting better. People are feeling a little better about things. They're going to have money in their pocket. Now yeah. time to go. Yeah. And you're hearing, you know, the long-term things cruising looks like it may resume in the fall bar. Uh, you know, yes, there'll be restrictions and changes, but they think the cruises are going to resume in the fall. And then, of course, if that happens, we've already talked about conventions coming later, you're going to see a flood of stuff thrown into the theaters and that's what they're counting on
0: and i mean not to make it sound kind of doomsday but i mean this is disney's planet we're just all playing in it man
3: (laughs) yeah exactly
2: and you know and that's just the tip of the iceberg i mean right there's a lot of other stuff around the world at some of the other parks that are already in convention i mean i've heard some rumors that would absolutely blow your mind and then of course as we talked about off air Next year is the D23 Expo. It was -hmm. supposed to be this year. They pushed it back last year, and that's when they're going to make all their big reveals. And you can imagine if the world's in a much better place where they can come out and say – this is what's coming with cruises. This is what's coming with TV. This is what's coming with streaming. This is the theater. And oh, yeah, this is what we're doing for the theme parks and the resorts. <laughs> oh, and now here's our Fox properties. Let's talk <laughs> about those. Right.
0: Yeah, exactly. So much information when it comes from that. And I mean, we bank on news and rumors all the time when you and I are BSing. And then one of the one things that I thought that was really cool is the fact that if anybody knows Rob Zombie, he has the song Dragula. If you don't know, the Dragula was actually the dragster, the drag car from the Munsters and rumor has it maybe Rob Zombie might be doing something with the Munsters even more than that?
2: Yeah, so supposedly he is going to be uh, bringing a theatrical version of the film. Now, there was a movie version years ago, people don't realize this, called Monsters Go Home, which was actually in color and did feature the Dracula in a race and that sort of thing, and that, of course, had the original cast, and, you know, there were various attempts to revive it over the years, but they haven't done anything, so we're getting word that rob and some of his cohorts are bringing a theatrical film for example um sherry moon zombie will apparently play lily jeff daniel phillips who was in uh, some of his recent work is going to play herman oh. and then you hear things like um jorge garcia from lost is going to play someone they aren't saying who and i'm thinking i know he's slimmed down a bit but would they be crazy enough to make him eddie Whoa, I, thought, you know, I
0: mean, like a more grown up Eddie Munster as opposed yeah. to like the kiddo, because I mean, <laughs> that'll be a hell sure. of a cast if it was him.
2: <laughs> yeah. And see, and that's what I was thinking. And like, they didn't say what he's going to be playing. But you look at it and you go and people were saying, well, geez, you know, Rob's known for the horror and that sort of thing. But apparently he's been a massive fan. Like you mentioned, he, he had the song right there. And so it will be interesting and I'm kind of guessing this might be a more PG-13 take on it i can't see a studio going r-rated with this but it will be interesting to see what they come up with i mean how, how do you bring the monsters into the modern age
0: the only um, the only thing i've been thinking now is like it's like if it was a horror version and suddenly he comes out with house of a thousand monsters you know what it sounds horrifying but i'm in like i would love oh, to see something like that that'd be
2: fantastic
3: <laughs>
0: love it you know i mean if it happens it happens and i'll be very excited to see it however which way it goes i mean it can't be worse than any of the other things that have been out there that have been goofy and kind of weird takes on stuff and i mean if we've got the adams family coming back in different variations you need to bring back the monsters i feel
2: Oh, absolutely. And see, and you know, again, this is a thing where they looked at this and they've tried over the years and it's always been start and stop. And I think it's a case of, like with a lot of these, you need someone with some clout behind it to say, mm-hmm. I'm in this is what's going to happen. And the fact that they've already got casting news coming out tells me this is probably a little further in production than people think.
0: Yeah, it sounds amazing. And I love that. And I know that you'll give us more information as it comes down, which you can find at Skewed and Reviewed. You can find that on the social media just by searching for Skewed and Reviewed, or you can go to the source net. Thank you so much, Gareth. Anytime. Take care. Again, thank you so much, Gareth. And if you have a chance to see Raya, uh, if it's not the theaters, uh, thirty bucks is worth it. Like it really is. Like you're going to be spending that much money on two movie tickets. Plus, you get to make your own popcorn at home, which is fun. Mm-hmm.
3: Usually, and it's free refills at home.
0: Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on from that, we do need to talk WandaVision. The finale occurred last week and um, we'll get everyone's reactions. It seems that most of the people, it's very I want to say it's very divided at this point in time. Like I don't I can't say most on either side at this point because I don't know if it's a vocal minority who are uh, mad about it. Or if it's just uh, like a good 50 50 split when it comes down to it. But I I need to know your guys' reactions to it. I thought I I was very fulfilled when it got to the ending of it. Um, But also, I kind of came to terms, and I've been trying to tout this like the last two weeks to not expect a gigantic theory to you know, come forth, and even with the bonus scenes for something not to happen, like that's going to be big game-breaking for the whole thing. So my expectations were very tempered when it came down to it. How are you guys feeling
3: about all of this? That's exactly how I felt, Rev, and I'm glad you did that, because on our last episode you kind of said, hey, guys, there might not be anything special that happens. So I went into it thinking that, and I enjoyed it. It wasn't until after I watched it that I had heard that that it had some reactions where people were shocked that nothing, you know, major or you know, you know, big reveal happened. So I enjoyed the episode. Nice, Vicky, and, and
1: I think I kind of wasn't along the same lines, and it I was also a big mess of feels at the end of it as well.
0: It's 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 a hard show to watch in terms of I mean it's very well made, uh, but this whole series was about Wanda's grief. And after dealing with 2020, if you've had any time to uh, maybe sit at home and think about what's been going on, or if you've had personal things that have happened for you during this pandemic, it would hit a little bit harder for you possibly. And I kind of felt that Uh, For my own self, personally, like I've had some stuff in the last year, as have many other people. So it was one of those things of trying, trying to deal with that. And it's not just Wanda. You had Monica Rambeau having to deal with all of her stuff and her changes. And it it was a very good but sometimes hard to watch show.
1: Yeah, like it's. I feel like, sorry, I started thinking about how people are like, I can't wait for season two. And they've already said, like, no.
0: Yeah, this is oh, uh, kind of an enclosed series.
1: It doesn't need a season two because it, it very much was a six hour long. We're not even six. Well, about how many episodes? Well, it was, was nine it? episodes. Nine episodes.
0: But also consider that like, most of the show had like at least five minutes of credits. That went on afterwards, and I realized because it's a lot of the foreign language um, people, like, you know, like if they're doing like German translations or something, you have to give all those people all those credits. So those went along a little bit longer, but I feel, yeah, maybe like a five or six hour miniseries. I
1: feel like it might even be less than that. It might be like a three hour or two hour if you push it all together. And honestly, it was like having its own movie. Like, it's an origin story without it being an origin story.
0: Yeah. And I think you actually hit a really good uh, thing right there with that because – uh, a lot of people have been clamoring. We need, you know, a lot of the women in the MCU to get their own origin stories. Mm-hmm. We've been having to wait for over a year for Black Widow to re- be released and, you know, knock on whatever this is right now. But as I talk with Garris, we don't 100% know if it's if Black Widow is going to go out on Disney Plus or if they're going to do a simul thing or if it's just going to be theaters only. And But we've been waiting for a year for this. So this is our first kind of hint into the Phase 4 And dealing with kind of the repercussions of Endgame beyond
3: Spider-Man Far From Home, which dealt with it in its own way. This show was interesting. I think they did a good job, especially considering it's on the Disney Plus app, of uh, hitting every audience. That was kind of my big problem with Mandalorians the first season. I felt like it was a little too, like, kind uh, of reserved in that issue, where it was kind of played more towards the baby Yoda and the younger crowd. Totally. And I thought they easily could have done that with this, and they didn't. I mean, Agatha at the end, you know, chokeholding two kids with her superpowers is not right? something I thought was going to happen. Especially on Disney+. Plus. Like,
0: I mean, I get it. Yeah, they're going to have some stuff that's uh, essentially like, you know, kind of PG, PG-13 uh, aspects when it comes to it. But it still very much surprised me that they're going to be doing that.
1: Although I do think... But now that I think of it, in a way, I think we were right when we did talk about our predictions and stuff. I think you had said you feel like Agatha's going to be the new Loki, where he's the bad yeah. guy, where he's an ally. Now he's a bad guy. And he's always kind of sneaky, trying to do his own thing, but then ultimately assist. And I honestly, because. Between the comics, Agatha was her mentor. Mm-hmm. And just the way they left it off, like, she might be in that uh, nosy neighbor role for a lot longer <laughs> than she wants, mm-hmm. but I feel like she's definitely going to have to come back. Even Ka- uh, Catherine Hahn's like, I don't know if I'm coming back. I don't know what's going on. Either she's being sly or she really doesn't know, but I would love to see Agatha come back in that Loki-type role.
0: And it really stands to reason that they would want to do that because it it clearly, at the end of this, and even with the bonus scene that you see with uh, Scarlet Witch, uh, uh, Wanda out out, basically Edward Norton Hulk style in like mm-hmm. wherever she is at that point in time um, and it will lead into Doctor Strange to uh, the Multiverse of Madness but you see her um, double projecting so like she's, she's astral projecting but actually like reading the dark hold
1: while also just kind of doing her day to day life living yeah. out in the country which I was very jealous of
0: yeah the live laugh love sort of just I'm just gonna have some tea out here while the projection me is like doing all of this training she's reading all about this but there's going to be some parts of that where she's gonna need Catherine and it's the same thing with like the yeah. end of like Thor uh, and well all of the Thors basically ends with Loki being captured or some, in some sort of way or even with the Avengers, um, I feel that Agatha has that role and I still feel that that's going to be a thing. I mean, beyond that, like other (laughs) the fan theories, I think, were a little excessive when it came down to this. And I think everyone was just kind of hoping there would be something huge as it was going along. But we didn't need uh, a big bad like the big bad was a. Wanda herself, but also, like we've said, dealing with the grief. And Mm -hmm. even the writers have said that as such. So it's like, okay, we're we need to process this. And then now I want to go back and watch the whole series Mm -hmm. without the I need to look at every single thing under those glasses of trying to find uh, red herrings or stuff like that.
1: I will say, though. If they come out and say, oh, we just hired... I'm blanking on his name right now. Evan Peters? Evan Peters, just because he's a phenomenal actor. I'm like, BS. All the BS. Because you would not hire him if you didn't want... I think they did it either because they're going to do something with him later on. Mm -hmm. And he's not who we actually thought he was at the finale. Or they really just wanted to throw us for a loop. They wanted us to freak out.
0: And that's part of the problem, too, is that... Marvel was very savvy when it came down to it. They're throwing all sorts of red herrings out there, and even the actress who played Dottie um, stated as such that she was put in there just to throw people off the track. Now, to your Evan Peters slash Quicksilver sort of issue with that, I'm going to reserve my own, you know, again, Mm -hmm. not going back to fan theories, but I feel that there's not everything isn't as it seems Mm -hmm. when it comes to that because Agatha did mention Ralph a whole bunch of times and everyone thought it would be Mephesto or whatever. And when it turns out just to be that Evan Peters... Uh, Quicksilver, Pietro, whatever the hell you want to call him, because they mm-hmm. call him all that and like all the different like on the credits and, and stuff. Boner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is. They're they're not going to end it with a boner joke. No. Ralph Boner.
1: Who names their kid nowadays, Ralph?
0: And people have been noticing because I mean, uh, Vicky and I both uh, subscribe to the old TikToks, mm-hmm. and the Wandavision theories are just constant on there. Mm-hmm. And everyone's saying, "A, you're not going to have a character end on that." Uh, as Ralph Boner, but also he uh, the character like the character himself laughs at his own name when Monica's like Ralph Boner. He's like <laughs> Boner, like he laughs at it himself. Like you're not gonna laugh at your own last name if that's been your whole last name for like 20 years. You're gonna hate that joke because you're gonna have heard that your entire life. Now, there's all right. Here comes the theories. There's two theories that come down to it. A, it was a misdirection, like a lot of the things have been, and it was just a simple nod to growing pains because it was a sitcom that had a guy named, named Boner. Uh, yeah, yeah, Boner was his nickname because his last name was Stabone. So a lot of people are thinking maybe that's a thing, or tying it back into the MCU when Jimmy Woo came to Westview the, originally. Mm-hmm. He was there looking for someone that he lost that was under witness protection. A lot of people are trying to think that maybe Pietro, whatever Pietro, whatever you want to call him, was already in Westview because maybe the multiverse thing already happened. And again, this gets into all the crazy fan speculations, but we don't know exactly who Jimmy Woo was looking for there. And I mean, just his pseudonym was a little too, a little too fake for me on that one.
3: My uh, only question that I have remaining after this, because everything else got wrapped up, is what happened to White Vision?
1: Yeah. Because he's
3: sentient now.
1: mm -hmm. That was honestly, like, I was worried that people would think that was cheesy, but I very much like that fight scene, quote, unquote, both the physical fight part and then... The, the mental the, fight. the mental yeah, fight because yeah. that is the most vision thing ever
0: oh absolutely and it's like how many people haven't sat around with their twin no um with uh, other people but have done especially us nerds out here and i mean we're talking about our fan theories and stuff as well but like, has sit around and are just like trying to like explain things or doing thought experiments or i mean hell this is what our podcast is most mm-hmm. of the times, trying to figure stuff out why Wouldn't that be the perfect way for Vision to come together?
1: It's like Sherlock Holmes having a conversation with Sherlock Holmes or uh, Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory having a conversation with Sheldon. It just seems so eloquent and very like I loved it. I don't know why. Why it hit me in like the feels and people have also drawn in like Photoshop pictures of him the moment he's touching his, his head. Like all the memories of just him and Wanda. Yeah. And I'm like, my heart can't w- stop doing <laughs> this to me. It was
0: um a- as for a big bombastic fight scene, which was essentially most of the episode was Agatha versus Wanda, Vision versus Vision, um, and then uh Hay- is it Hayward? Hayward mm-hmm. versus Darcy.
3: <laughs> <That was laughs> essentially awesome.
0: kind of like at the very end with that. It was very much a familial moment when it comes down to it. And they put a really good bow, I felt, on the the entire thing.
3: Yeah, and they had a great explanation on how fake vision, the one that's in Wanda's world, was able to have any kind of memories or how he had the stone, which was the whole she's like, I'm projecting my vision or my uh, stone or the stone that I have of old vision in my memories onto you. And I'm like... All right, you know what, I give you credit. That's not a bad way to do it because that was my whole question throughout the season. How does how does this vision even exist with a stone? Doesn't yeah. make any sense mm-hmm. to me. And, and then he yeah, imp- refreshes the memories. And
0: you brought that up too and it was like, Yeah, how are we gonna figure that out? Well it's like a part of the stone was within Wanda all along and that's what she used to project him out and create him. It was super sad when the fact that he had to go away, but he wasn't real in the first place. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he was able to take those memories of her or from her of him and integrate it into white vision, which now everyone has look well, everyone's like, Where 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 did White Vision go? He's off to kind of find himself now.
1: Think of Doc- Dr. Manhattan when he goes to Mars.
3: Oh, good call.
1: Like, just very much like, I need to find, like, I need to go away.
3: Mm-hmm. And, Rev, I think you were spot on with your assessment of he's going to turn into Ultron because it's funny that when he gets the uh, the memories of Wanda, knowing that of who he used to be and their connection, that he leaves because you would think the first thing he would do is go protect Wanda, but he doesn't. He just but bails. he's
1: still kind of a computer in the sense mm-hmm. of he has a mission, the yeah. mission was kill Vision. And it's that, like, so are you Vision? Am I Vision? And that's where it's like, uh, error, 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 computer error. Exactly. Like, <laughs> that's
0: the whole the whole point of the ship-a-thesis is the fact uh, that is it is he – The vision is he of vision? Is he any vision, or is he just himself? And he has to kind of come to terms with all of that. We will absolutely 100% see him again in the future. I I don't necessarily think that like Ultron or James Spader is going to be going on at this point. I'm trying to tone down my fan theories. I mean, as much as I have already just thrown out a couple during this podcast, but
3: I'm trying to just kind of go along the lines and see what's going to happen. Oh, I hope he turns evil, because it kind of makes sense. Like, that idea of that he loses his identity and part of his love and then kind of turns evil. Not necessarily bad, but, you know, that kind of, like, Thanos evil, where he's a good guy and a bad guy in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, like, at
0: least, or even something along the lines of, like, a Killmonger, yep. where it's a little bit more um, intricate than, uh, say, a lot of the villains in the, the first phases of Marvel... Um, one of the things I did want to say, I kind of want to put a little retraction on was the fact that I felt that Agatha was more along the lines of like, say like an iron monger or mm-hmm. another person who is a, or even like, what was it? Uh, the, the, the yellow jacket or whatever mm-hmm. the hell his name was from, uh, Ant-Man where it's just, uh, the same, but opposite they gave Agatha and maybe it's just because it was more of a series than a movie, but they gave her more backstory, which it helped make more sense. Sure, she's still kind of along those lines. I want your power because I do what you do, but I want—I still want your power more. It made it so it was better, and it could have been just the fact that Catherine Hahn was made for the role of Agatha. Mm-hmm. Like she was so good for it. Like seriously, my favorite part of the series was her.
1: Although I, my brain—and this is not one of those—like I wonder if this is a reference to. I don't think it is, but it just reminded me of it. Uh, I was going back to uh, Monica Rambo. Mm-hmm. And the fact like when my my worry was that she was immediately going to start using all her powers. I'm like, bitch doesn't know how to use her powers yet. (laughs) So I'm very glad they didn't because that would have annoyed me. Mm -hmm. But I do love that she was able to showcase them like when she went to go protect the twins. Yeah. And it reminded me of Captain America he fell on the grenade protecting oh, everybody that's and right. so she went and she didn't know what her powers can do mm-hmm. and she just like literally went in front of bullets to protect these children
0: and she was hoping and that was even somebody was saying it was just like like there's there's no way Hayward is going to shoot these kids oh my god he's shooting children <laughs> and it was like Oh yeah. And then going back to you know, Joe you're just talking about how Catherine Hahn like was like choking out the kids, it's like you've got a guy who is obviously going to jail at this point in time, mm-hmm. but he wants to take down Wanda so he could be quote unquote the big hero. Willing to shoot children, and this is on Disney Plus, the fact that she could come out and just be like, no, I'm going to protect them and use her abilities to stop the bullets mm-hmm. was fantastic.
1: It was a cute exchange, like, wow, nice trick. I like yours, too. Like It was such a little kid thing to say. Oh, yeah. With the,
0: the kid even, uh, I don't know which one, if it was Billy or Tommy, whichever one. I was get them confused. Yeah, which No, is...
1: speedy and... Uh... Wiccan and Wiccan, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So Wiccan was able to stop another bullet that got away. So having them kind of team up and make that happen was super awesome as
3: well. I look forward to any uh, th- uh show in the future that has a 225 million dollar budget from Marvel, dude. Yes. right? Uh, they are crushing it, yeah. Well, and, uh, th-
1: we th- don't have a whole lot of uh time to wait.
0: No, uh, in a week, there'll be uh, uh, Winter- Fal- Falcon and Falcon, Winter Soldier, yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I want to call it Captain America Part Four, but it's not. <laughs> um, and the thing is, at this point in time time, I know that there are a lot of sites out there that are already trying to do the WandaVision speculation when it comes down. I saw an article on Nerdist, and I love Nerdist, but somebody has already tried to say, this is how they're going to introduce mutants from uh, from like, Captain, from
1: Captain it, it Falcon proves and that, the Winter
0: Soldier. It
1: proves that COVID has given us a lot of time on our hands.
0: Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think just go and watch Captain America. <laughs> Go and watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, without those, without the 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 big brain uh, sort of like cosmic speculation that it comes down that we had with this, we know where they're going to be going. But again, this is early into the phases. Just watch it for what it is. Have a little bit of fun with it, and. I feel personally that I want to go back and rewatch this series mm-hmm. um, and try to avoid uh, uh, all of the weird speculation that I've been doing every single week, you know, um, and see how that goes. Um, once my heart is ready for it, mm-hmm. because it is a bit of an emotional journey. It's too soon. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did absolutely 100% love it. Did you guys, uh, how'd you guys feel about it as it went?
1: I loved it. I'm glad they, they did it the way they did it. We did get a. It was, it was different. You got the first couple episodes that were very different, but it did the lead up and the execution and the finale was all worth it.
3: Joe? Yeah, I agree. I think the show was a success overall for sure. Yeah, yeah, and you know what?
0: It did that one thing that Joey uh, doesn't like. It didn't do that one thing that Joey doesn't like, which
3: is the time travel. No, just a kind of alternate universe. <laughs> but just kind of a little bit. A little bit. Just a tiny bit.
1: <laughs> well, until next time, guys, stay nerdy.